Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectivet and I'm joined again by Greg Browning for a third Belarusian edition of the podcast. How's it going, Greg? Good afternoon, it's daylight. We're recording a podcast and it's not dark. Yeah, so that's quite, a good start. That is quite unusual, but we wanted to get it out early because obviously in Belarus the games sometimes they're Thursday, but this week they're Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, one game Friday, three games on Saturday, and we've got four games on Sunday. So I think it's really important to try and get this out as early as we can. As I think things last week as we, we knew um, prices did soon shorten. Yeah, so we're going to try and get it out as quick as we can this week. Um, obviously, we've got a lot to get through. There's, what, eight games over the weekend in Belarus. And given it's the only league that, um, that's getting played at the moment, that's the one that we're going to focus on. If you followed us for the last couple of podcasts, you'll know that Greg's been delving into the, the stats, especially on the cards and the corners, and you've done pretty well so far. Yeah, it's been a really good start, actually. I think last weekend we gave four selections and all four of them won, which Ooh. is really good. And I think in the, in the three main bets, that would have paid just above 4-1 to one for the treble. And I know through some of the contacts and Twitter that I had, quite a lot of the guys had the treble, so well done. Yeah, that was good. And you were telling me about one guy who had taken one of your corner tips and ran with it. <laughs> yeah, so at Argyle Voodoo, um, he contacted me to say, you listen to the podcast, like the analysis, and he backed Dynamo Brest, 8 plus, 9 plus, 10 plus, and 11 plus match corners for Brest to deliver. And that paid 7 to 1, 12 to 1, 25 to 1, and 40 to 1. It's the way you do it. So well done, that man. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, obviously, we've had a very brief discussion about the tips that you've got for this weekend, and there might be a few others that might be worth kind of piling on at small stakes as you go up the scale in terms of corner counts or card counts. Yeah, again, it's purely based on corner counts and card counts. And I think the bookies are getting a little bit smarter. They're just starting to get, just starting to remove that value we had probably last week and the week before. So I've had to be a bit inventive this week in terms of what bets I'm going to give for the weekend. I think single-wise, it's been a bit more difficult to try and get some decent singles. Don't get me wrong, I still have a few singles lined up for the weekend, but there's a couple of really good-looking doubles that I've picked out from the six game from the um, from the eight games, and quite frankly, I probably could have picked tips out from every match. It's just one of those weekends where the, the kind of matchups are really interesting mm-hmm. in terms of the corner counts and the card counts. Yeah, because one of the things we always kind of hammer home on the podcast is to try and get on the bets early. And I know that obviously last week the the odds came in, and you noticed that there was a midweek game um, last night actually, and again it got hammered before kick off as well, didn't it? Yeah, the um, cup semi-final second leg between Shakhtar and Dynamo Brest so I published that on the Mr Fixit website and on Twitter at about, it was really early actually, it's probably about half past five, six, six o'clock on Tuesday night so almost a full 24 hours before the game kicked off and I think by Wednesday morning Brett, uh, Shakhtar to hit six or more corners had shortened from four to five into one to two mm-hmm. which is quite a significant um, shortage in the price in such yeah. a short time so yeah, it's really I mean, important would, we try and get these out as, as early as we can I'd say for, for most punters going from 45 to 22 makes it a no bet probably or you know you end up putting it as part of a double or you look for a bet builder or something thereby making the bet that way more difficult to come in so it is all about getting the early value yeah and I think 45 is probably as short as I'd want to go on, on a single 
I guess guys picking a one or two shot would have to probably try and find something to double that up with. Yeah. But the good thing at the, at the moment with these markets and these leagues are a lot of the bookies are giving lots of really good bet builders. So if you're on a bet builder yesterday, um, you'd be quids in. Yeah, because that finished what four two. Finished four two. So I think at half time, um, Dynamo Brest won the first leg two 0 and they then raced into another two 0 lead in the first half. So the tie was essentially over. It was four 0 Brest at half time. My corner bets weren't looking great. I think Shatar had managed to get two in the first half, but incredibly Shatar then brought the match back to four two on the day and four all on aggregate. Sadly, though, they were knocked out on, on away goals. Mm-hmm. But I think it finished seven cards, three cards for Shakhtar, four cards for Brest, and I think it finished 9-6 on corners. So uh, I bet Builder's dream yesterday. Yeah, well, hopefully that sets us up nicely for the weekend. So there's eight games this weekend, and they're split over Friday. There's one game, there's three on Saturday, and then there's four on Sunday. And I was saying to you earlier, I really like the way the games are split over the weekend. I'm not sure as a fan I particularly like it, from a, but from a betting point of view, considering there's nothing else on, you know, it's good that it maintains your interest for the next couple of days. Well, I think Sunday's a great example. From Sunday, you've got Belgium football from 12 o'clock until 8 o'clock at night. Are we going as far as to say it's a Super Sunday? <laughs> it's a Super Sunday, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Super Sunday in Belarus. <laughs> anyway, we'll kick off with Friday and it's Smolovici v Energetic. Yeah, two so o'clock. just w- two o'clock tomorrow, so just one game tomorrow. Uh, Smolovici were the first team that I delivered last weekend on the team card count. They're at home to Energetic. So there's, again, there's probably not a lot between these two sides, although both of them are actually starting to struggle. Smolovici are still without a win and I think Energetic had a lightning start to the season and I think they won their first three games Energetic but they've now lost three games in the spin but when you look at the card count I think um, Smolovici are now at 26 bookings in their first six matches no red card though which is surprising not yet they've had had 16 players booked so they're averaging 4.3 team cards per game which is incredible. It's, it's obviously the highest in the league and would be the highest in any league. When you look through their team stats, they've had three or more cards now in five of their six games and they've also landed four or more cards in five of their six games. So as a, as a team themselves, hitting over four, four cards per game. Now, looking at their match average, they're averaging 7.5 cards on average per match. So looking through their last six games... There's been eight, six, seven, eight, nine, and seven cards. So that's the in combined six games. That's the combined totals, yeah. Yeah. And all six of those games saw both teams get at least twenty points in the booking stakes. What you'll find now, though, is especially with Skybet who offer that market, you're getting no value whatsoever. The book Skybet are well aware that a lot of these games will see card counts of like four, three, five, two, five, four. Yeah. So for both sides to get 20 points, you're probably only going to get now maybe 4 to 11, which is, which is really short. Yeah. There's not much value to be had in that. Energetic, they are no mugs themselves when it comes to sticking the boot in. Uh, they've had 19 yellow cards and one red from their opening six matches. So they're averaging 3.5 cards per game. And I think they've hit four or more of their games have seen three or more cards. Interestingly, their away games, they've hit two, four and four in their three away games, which you'd probably expect to find in this league. A lot of the away sides do pick up um, more more cards on the home side. Mm-hmm. 
So essentially what I'm hoping for here is both teams to, to kick the lumps out of each other. <laughs> and that's especially going by the stats anyway and league positions, that's that's what should hopefully happen. Now with Smolovici being at home and obviously being the card kings of the league, you're not getting much value in them to hit three or more cards. It's as short as four to seven and I'm a bit reluctant to take them in four plus cards, especially given they're, they're the home side. Yeah. So I'm going to look to Energetic to give us three or more cards at what I believe is a decent four to five. They've obviously hit four, four and two in their three away games, averaging over 3.5 cards per game. And it's something that's landed in four of their six games so far this season. So with them being the away side, on a bad run of form at the moment, actually, and Smolovici are obviously second bottom of the league and without a win, it should be a really fiery game. Didn't manage to get any... Uh, card info on the referee this referee I believe is refereeing his first match so there isn't any card data on this ref okay. but I think going by both sides both of them love to be in the referee's cards and I think three plus cards for energetics worth taking at four to five okay so that's our first bet for Friday and we should probably point out I don't think we've mentioned it so far in the podcast that this is round eight of the Belarusian league is that right round seven round seven sorry so yes match day seven we've still got a relatively short set of data here to go on but you know, as we kind of proved last weekend with the tips that you put out, um, it's about how you interpret that data. And there are obviously trends already emerging, and cards is definitely one of them for these two teams. Couldn't have put it better myself. All right. Excellent. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, okay, so our next game is the Saturday lunchtime kickoff, and that's FC Minsk v Torpedo. Yeah, the lovely name Torpedo. So this match is a corners bet. So at the moment, can I identify early on that Torpedo don't deliver many corners? And looking through the data itself, they've only hit 17 corners in six matches. So it's 2.8 corners per game they're getting, which is the second lowest in the league. They've hit 0, 7, 4, 3, 2 and 1. So there's been four games that actually hit three or less corners in their matches, which is, which is really low. Minsk, on the other hand, have hit double the amount of car- corners. Sorry. They've hit 35 corners so far this season. And they're averaging just under six corners per game. Now, looking through Minsk's matches, four of their six games have seen them deliver five-plus corners in their matches. So they've hit eight, four, ten, seven, five, and one in their six games so far. So there's a few ways to look at this one. I think with Minsk being at home, I think Minsk are slight favourites for this game being at home. Torpedo don't deliver many corners. And obviously, as I said before, they have the second lowest corner count in the league. So there's a couple of ways you can look at this one. I think Minsk to win the corner count at 4-6 is appealing. That's a pretty fair price. But I'm going to take Minsk at 1-2 to two to hit five or more corners. They obviously, 1-2 is very short and it's not a single. But what I will be doing is doubling that up with Bat Borisov in Sunday's game, which we'll speak about later. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. OK, so um, it's going to be five plus corners as one half of a double. Um, and obviously, you'd mentioned one of your followers on Twitter had gone... You know, upwards of your recommendation last week in terms of the corner count. So it might be that some people out there, you know, take on short, small stakes on six, seven, eight corners for Minsk. Yeah, they're 10 to 11 to hit six. And that was close to being uh, a single selection for the weekend, actually. I do think they'll hit six, but I'm happy to play it safer with the five plus uh, corners at one to two. What I will do, though, is I do like Minsk on the, the handicap corner count. So, whilst I think they will deliver more corners than Torpedo. They're even money on minus one. Yeah, so looking great. through Minsk's home 
record anyway in corners and overall Torpedo's really low corner count I think Minsk got a good shout to deliver minus one at is that money on, Is that on the three way handicap? No, no um, yes it will be it will yeah. be okay. so the minus one uh, even money that's for Skybet Skybet as well Okay then we're going to move on to the four o'clock kickoff, which is Dynamo Minsk v FC Slutsk So this should be the card <laughs> builder bet builder Booking and sending off stream this one of the year. So of the of the year. So looking at the league table, there's nothing between the sides really. There's I think Slisk are top at the moment with 13 points. Dynamo Minsk are sitting mid table, but they're only four points behind. Um, what I would say though is the no surprise price of Slisk at the moment. They're four to one, despite being top of the league, and despite only having one defeat in their six matches. Four to one looks really big. Actually, ninety-two. Ninety-two, right? So, I, yeah. so I don't know why that is. Um, they were four to one, I think, a few weeks ago. Are we at energetic? No, they they won two one away at someone anyway a few weeks ago, and they were also four to one for that match. So, probably worth keeping an eye on. Actually, ninety-two is actually a really big price for a team top of the league on thirteen points with just one defeat. But we're not here to speak about um, win draw winner goals. We're looking at the card markets here. So again, Slusk probably well, I think they're the third worst I say third worst third worst disciplinary record in the league, which we like. They've had yep. twenty yellow cards and two red cards so far in their opening six matches. So as a team themselves, they're delivering four team cards per game, which again is up there with Smolovici, which is really high. So yeah. they've they've landed three, four, two, three, six and four in their opening six matches. So they've hit three or more cards in five maybe, of their opening six games. Maybe they've got a ton of players suspended, and that's why they're well, looking 41 through it, Yeah, looking through it, um, I couldn't see too many. I think most of their players have got two or one. I didn't see too many players on four. I think four is the threshold, I think, for disciplinary um, suspensions. Yeah. Maybe worth all checking that for next week, actually, because I think we will start to see some of the teams getting those suspensions coming through. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty certain at the moment it's four. So if anyone knows, let us know. So in terms of this match itself, then looking at Slutsk away form, they've had eight cards in their two away games so far. And as I said before, they've hit three or more cards now in five of their six games so far this season. What I do like though is the referee for this game. So a step forward, Mr. Sergi Stetsurum. Apologies in the pronunciation. That's as good as it's, as it's going to get. You're getting he's better. refereed six matches so far this season, and he's delivered 33 yellow cards and two red cards. Wow! So he's absolutely not shy. On the Willie Collum of the Willie Collum of Belarus. Belarus. <laughs> God so help him. It's a, it's a pretty impressive card count for the referee, and he's got two teams who aren't shy and in getting into the referee's book. So in terms of the markets for this one. It's difficult in terms of prices for this one. Looking at Slusk away from home, you're only getting four to nine on them to get three or more cards. But to be fair, I quite like the look of that one. It's a, it's it's obviously a really short price, but again, that will be that will form part of uh, a double um, based on Sunday's matches. So, going to take Slusk here to deliver three or more cards at four to nine. What I do like though is both sides have received two red cards so far this season. So two red cards in their opening six matches. And as I said before, the referee loves to to dish the cards out. So he's obviously in 33 yellows and two reds. Yeah. It's worth 
worth taking a red card in this match, I think. And that pays 47 to 20 with Mr. Green. Okay, so the bet is going to be Slutsk at 49 to get three or more cards, and we're going to double that up with. Is that the next game then that's that we'll the talk about, which is Belshina v Dynamo Brest? Yes, spot on. So that's on the Sunday, at, I think that's midday kickoff. Yeah. Sunday, midday, uh, Belshina versus Dynamo Brest. So Dynamo Brest are probably my favourite club, I think, at the moment in Belarus, mainly because of their corner count. They are the undisputed corner kings of Belarus so far this season. They've hit 83 corners in their matches so far. They've seen 83 corners so far in their six matches. 49-4 and 34 against. Looking at their, car, their corner counts in each of the games so far this season, it's quite incredible. They've hit 13, 14, 13, 16, 11 and 16 match corners in their six league matches. Yeah, and it's important, that consistency is important as well because we touched on previously podcasts how you know one game or one result or one game with loads of corners can just skew these figures. To be fair, the only reason why they only got 11 on match day five was because they got two men sent off. And I think <laughs> I spoke about that, about that yeah, last week. last week, yeah. So they're averaging as a team 8.2 corners per game, which is obviously extremely high and it's obviously the highest in the league. What I did mention, though, a couple of weeks ago, I think in our first podcast, they do tend to concede quite a lot of corners, Dynamo Brest. They conceded nine on Wednesday, sorry, yesterday, against Shakhtar in the Cup. They've also conceded five, seven, eight, four, six, four, nine. So they're, they're conceding about four or five corners per game, minimum. Um, I think on, on average, that takes up to about six corners per game they're conceding, which is actually really high um, for a team that's the current champions of the league. Yeah. So again, looking at this one, Belshina is quite interesting actually. So they're sitting bottom of the league, haven't won yet, but their corner count though is actually better than six teams in the league. They are averaging just under five team corners per match, which is very high. They've hit three, seven, seven, two, one and seven. So they're hitting some decent numbers there. They're at home. Dynamo Brest obviously played yesterday. Um, they're eight to fifteen to win this match, Dynamo Brest. So I've got no doubt that they will win this match. But looking at the markets again, though, it's difficult to find value in terms of Dynamo Brest. I think that a short is eight to eleven to hit six or more. So that probably should land. And again, you could probably take Dynamo Brest to land most corners at four to nine. But again, I'm going to play it a little bit safer in this one and just take nine plus match corners at two to five. And that's doubled up with Slusk plus three cards. So that double itself then, the match corners at two to five, nine plus, and Slusk plus three cards, team cards, that pays 21 to 20. And that's at Skybet. And that's with Skybet. Now, I think we spoke about pre-podcast. I've looked at the bookies prices at the moment, and that's the best I can find at the moment. Quite a few bookies don't have the corner and card markets available yet. Mm. So I would definitely urge people to have a look and have a shop about if they can find something better elsewhere. But that pays 21 to 20 with Skybet for that double. Okay, so that's our first double of the weekend and we're going to complete the second double, which we've given you the first leg of already, <laughs> uh, with the last game of the weekend. Sorry, not the second last game of the weekend, which is Bate v Neman Grodno. Yeah, Bat Borisov versus Neman Grodno, four o'clock on Sunday. So I think Bat Borisov, obviously, as we spoke about before, are the main side in Belarus. Mm-hmm. Um, most most punters will be aware of them due to their Champions League exploits. 
they had a really poor start to the season, but they've started to motor on now. I think they've won three of their last four. They progressed to the cup final yesterday with a 2-0 win at home to Slavia. Um, they are undefeated now in their, their last four games. They haven't conceded now in four games either. So Bat Borisov are 1-3 to win the match, which, although it's really short, I think it's, it's, it's probably very fair now. Bat Borisov don't lose many games at home. I think looking through their stats and through the last few seasons, they've only lost two of their last 36 home games, which at any level is really impressive. Yeah. So in terms of the markets here, looking at Bat Borisov's corner count, as a team, they're averaging just above 6.5 corners per game, which is good going. Yeah. They're at home, they're playing really well, they don't lose many games at home, and they're 4-7 to get six or more corners, which, which I really like the look of. I think Bat Borisov have played two home games so far, and those two home games delivered 16, 17 corners, 6 and 11. And looking at Grodno's away form, they've conceded 8, 4 and 8 away from home in terms of corner count. So this is probably one of the toughest away days in the league for Grodno. Away to bat Borisov, um, Rush, uh, Belarusian rulers for the last kind of 15, 16 seasons. I think getting 4 to 7 on 6 plus bat Borisov corners is really, nice, really good. Yeah. 4 to 7. So that's doubled up with FC Minsk to get five or more corners as well on Saturday. And that double pays 75. Okay, so that's a corners double across Saturday and Sunday on that one. Yeah, FC Minsk, five plus corners and Bat Borisov, six plus corners, double pays 75. Okay, I'm just going to get you to recap those bets because they're kind of a wee bit jumbled up because of the different uh, kickoff times and stuff like that. So can you just give us a rundown of your recommended bets for the weekend then? Yeah, thankfully I've written this separately in a bit of paper to make it easier for myself rather than scattering about eight bits of paper through the notes. Yeah, so starting it. on Friday, um, I'm taking Energetic to deliver three or more cards. Yeah. And that pays four to five with Skybet. So that's the first bet of the weekend. Next one is a double and it's a double I just spoke about there. So it's Saturday's match, FC Minsk to deliver five or more corners and I'm doubling that up on Sunday with Bat Borisov to deliver six or more corners. And that okay. double pays seven to five. The next double is a Saturday-Sunday double again. So taking Slusk to get three or more cards at four to nine. And I'm doubling that up with the Belshina versus Dynamo Brest match to deliver nine or more corners at two to five. And that double pays 21 to 20. Yeah. And there's two further singles to look at as well. So taking FC Minsk minus one on the corner handicap, and that pays even money with Skybet. And finally, in the Slusk match, I'm taking a red card in their game, and that pays forty-seven to twenty with Mr Green. Excellent. Okay, hopefully that all made sense. We'll get all those tips up on the Gambler Twitter feed. Just to make it perfectly clear what it is that we're tipping, because as we kind of touched on, there's a lot of dynamos and torpedoes and various bits and pieces <laughs> no, in there. So it, it does a get a bit, yeah, a lot of minsk as well. Uh, it does get a bit confusing from time to time, so we'll just uh, make sure we get those on the various Twitter feeds so that it's uh, all nice and clear for people. Okay, so we're just going to play on with this Belarus stuff, eh, Greg, uh, in the absence of anything else? I think so. I think... Um... I spoke to a few guys yesterday. Even if they look at introducing and re-bringing back, i.e. Germany, for example, you're not 
you're, you're betting blind still, aren't you? It's essentially a new yeah. season. You've got teams playing behind closed doors. You've got nothing to go against other than last, well, I say this season's form before before lockdown. Yeah. So you're going to have to wait at least three or four weeks anyway to have any sort of idea as to where, where the money's at. I think so. And then you're into a, a period of the season where it notoriously gets difficult to bet, you know, because there's certain teams who maybe have nothing to play for. There's teams who have lots to play for. And that might be increased even more this season if relegation is done away with and stuff like that. So there could be a lot of meaningless games that need to get played bef- between now and the end of the season if leagues do resume. Because I co- completely understand people are keen to see the return of football, especially live football. And obviously Germany, Bundesliga being a, being a major league, people are excited at the thought of, one, watching German football, and two, being able to bet on it. Yeah. But my advice would be just to continue and focus on the Belarusian league. We're now in match day seven. It is a small sample size so far, but to date it's, it's worked out really well. And that can only hopefully improve as, as, as we go on. I hope so. Um, I was just reading up a wee bit on Germany and it looks less likely that they will resume football um, on the projected date of May the 8th. It's more likely to be the week after or even the week following that. And even then, I think it all depends on how, how things go in the country generally. Um, obviously, France has now been cancelled. Holland's now been cancelled. I see that in Italy they're hoping to resume individual training um, next Monday, as is the case in Spain with a hopeful return to football sometime in June, but it all just looks a bit forlorn at the moment. I'll basically say there won't be any German football happening in May. What odds are you giving me on that? One to four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised actually bookies aren't taking taking bets on this. So anyways, as I say, we'll just crack on with the Belarus stuff. Um <laughs> You've got a really good handle on it based on the stats so far, and, and long may that continue. Yeah, even without the stats now, because we're now six games in, and there's obviously been cup games as well, I've kind of got my go-to teams now already. To yeah, look, starting to, to get a feel at. for it. Yeah. Starting to get a feel for it. Don't need to rely so much just purely based on the stats now, uh, which is good. Um, and I'm looking forward to the weekend's matches. And what I'll do also, obviously, as well as releasing the podcast, I think, in the next hour or so, I'll be tweeting um, every day, what, which matches are on and what the selections are and also on the Mr Fixit website Yeah, so just keep a, keep an eye on the various Twitter feeds um, Now the last couple of weeks I have posed a quiz question to you to round up the podcast Last week's, I don't know if you remember last week's, do you? I think it was about which players played with X, Y and Z Yeah, was it was that the one? only player to have played for Liverpool, Everton, Man United and Man City Now the answer was Peter Beardsley Ah, who played one game for Manchester United <laughs> and then obviously famously played for Liverpool, Everton and then he had, I think it was a own spell at Man City later in his career as well. So that's a good wee pub trivia question, that one. I still so, be sat here trying to work that one out. So, <laughs> got that. so your one for this week that you can have a wee think about is three people have won the Champions League a record three times as manager. Who are they? Capello? Nope. Ancelotti? Yes, he's one of them. Mourinho? Nope. Um, Arigasaki? Nope. I'm speaking up names now. Yeah, I'm just making uh, up names. Um, oh, God. Right, I don't want you to give the oh. answers away, so we will leave it there. And if anyone knows the answers, the other two answers, they can get in touch with us on the Twitter feed and I will reveal the answer uh, on next week's podcast. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay, so that's us for the week. Um, Again, I'd just like to finish by 
hoping that everyone stays safe, hoping you're heeding the advice that's given to you. Um, it's still a very crucial stage of the virus that we're at, so it's important that we all kind of heed the advice that's out there and, and stick to it as best we can and hope that we, we get through this uh, sooner rather than later. Um, we'll be back next week with another podcast, assuming everything continues as is in Belarus. So keep an eye, an eye out for that. And in the meantime, stay safe and good luck with your weekend bets. Nice luck. Cheers, guys. <laughs>